G'day, everybody. After a couple of weeks hiatus due to my work commitments, it's Jimmy and Redders back doing their NRL podcast. The great man is here, James Newbird, Lakes United star, Kalani Vale star. How are you, James? I'm not bad, Redders. Um, yeah, good to have the footy season back and the local footy back as well. So, um, yep. yeah, full, full, uh, full winner sport, winner codes back into swing. Jim, before we go and have a look at the scores from last week and a bit of a preview of this weekend, I know you, The one of the reasons I loved in this podcast is that I get a bit of a, I learn a lot about the way you see a football game and the way that they and what you see that other people don't. Have you seen any trends this year? We're, we're now five rounds through football. So we started to get some good, everybody's fit, everybody's right. Have you seen anything that take that's grabbed your eye in the footy you've watched? Is there anything different or any trending that's different? Oh, I don't know, Red. Is that's not not off the top of my head? It's it's um it's certainly been good to watch. There's been some some bloody close games and a couple of golden points games. Although we won't talk about the one from last week. Um, yeah, not really. The, the, you're never home, I guess. Um, teams teams can come back pretty comfortably. Just seen the Warriors on the weekend. Um, yep. But the, the the good players are still are still shining. The halfbacks, guys like Adam Reynolds and 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 those guys with the good kicking games and whatnot, are still. If you got if you're halfway home, if you if you can get on top on the kicking game and the territory game. So, as you can see, where Brisbane sit at the moment, it's probably down to Adam Reynolds. So um, he's just got so much time with him. But that's the forwards going forward. But yeah, as far as trends go, um, there doesn't seem to be any. I guess if the Storm start winning again, I'm sure the commentary teams will come up with a few trends, some wrestling trends that that they think they're getting away with. But um, that's how that seems to start is, um, is through the media. But um, but no, I, I think it has been good to watch, though. Like a lot of the games have been a lot of close games. Just no, Not many blowouts. I think there was a, there was a lot of blowouts going through last season. There's, you're going to get the odd one, but but not the, not the volume of what we had last year. Two things I want to talk to you about. Um, the first one is, um, as an example, uh, Australia's fullbacks missing this week with the new NRL rules on concussions. Have you seen the 11-day break that is in, now enforced upon teams? Have you seen that take have an effect yet? Well, there's only been a couple. I think there's only been a couple that have been the Category 1 so far. And, and the 11 days, as we said the other week, was is just to rule out someone from definitely from the next week if they've got a Thursday game into a Monday game. But um, I guess the will the Roosters this week will be the the test. That's the first time that you've had a few guys missing, but but he's probably the biggest name that, that's missing. And the Roosters are probably better served than most that to cover him for a week, um, given they've got Manu and Manu obviously named there and Swalihi to um, to potentially go back there as well. So there's going to be they probably won't be affected as affected as if there was someone like a a Tom Trebojevic, uh, Cameron Munster, those sort of guys um, that are, are going to do it, but. Um, the players have all supported it, publicly at least. Um, they know it's for their own well-being, and obviously with the lawsuits and whatnot coming up, it, it can only be a good thing. It's just obviously not ideal from a coaching point of view. But I said the coaches deep down probably care, do care a lot more about their um, about the player safety and, and the long-term effects on it. So it's only a good thing. Well said, Jimmy. Just be the final point, and this is one that fascinates me because it's costing players a lot of weeks. Jim, have you ever been a victim of, or and or can you describe to our listeners exactly what a hip drop tackle is? It's sort of been the the, the, the um 
they've clamped right down on it. And it's, it's, yes, they have. Some and so, uh, some of the ones you see, the, the players are sort of. I, I don't think there's any malicious ones that that are, that are trying to. It's, I guess they're dangerous in the fact that just because the way that there's two or three in the tackle and, and whatnot, so you're a bit more pinned to to try and wriggle out of it. But um, it's, it's sort of only popped up the last two years, eighteen months, two years, I guess, as 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 tackle techniques develop and it's just basically if they're caught behind it's pretty much just they're using your you pulling your whole body weight down with the, the guy's lower legs can't move and, and you you're pulling them back towards you seeing the the lower leg injuries and the knee injuries and and things like that. Um which and you can see players that that does it does cause damage but why the prevalence of it in the last eighteen months I'm not too sure but it's the NRL are pretty quick have been pretty quick to to push the penalties up for it and even that the, the I don't know if there's been a couple of things even gone to the tribunal, the, the judiciary, and, and have failed because I think that is that's pretty much a zero tolerance with with that sort of thing. And and that, I don't think that's 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 certainly not anything that's trained into them. It's just I think it's just that they're that good at the the wrestle, and you've got the two or three in the tackle at one time. It's the attacker just has anywhere to go and, and can't sort of get away from it. So it's yeah, they're not it's not ideal players having to get injured by it and and that's probably the only way the only deterrent if you get caught in that position as a defender you've just got to let go I guess it's probably a hard thing because if you let go it then creates a chance of an offload or, or anything like that but um but yeah certainly if you're going to miss a few weeks it's it's something they're going to have to to try and coach to um coach a different technique in a way and it, and see it, how they go it, it is um when you've got someone as powerful as Jason Tamalolo who did cop one last week you sort of, it, it's an issue. I thought Dale Finucane's one on the weekend against the Warriors was very dubious. I, I, mm. I find that hard to believe that that's a three-week minimum suspension, James. I understand what they're trying to do and that player safety is paramount, but I, I, I reckon cert, certainly that, that there's, there's, a, there's certain penalties for intentional wounding of a player. I've got that. I can't see that there's any malice in that at all. Um, no, that's right. But, and even, even some of the commentators sort of, I think it was Mark Carroll or one of the guys on NRL tonight, I think it was last night, they sort of said the same thing before the judiciary case. They thought he had a pretty good case to answer and and whatnot, but I don't think it took them long to whatever the advice that the NRL has given to the tribunal members, the judiciary members, um, to rule on it, I'm not too sure, but yeah, they're, they're pretty quick to come back with that. You've got your three weeks off, you go. So it's 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 a yeah, probably it didn't look it, but I guess if, if that that seems to be the, the the early ones in the season are probably going to be the ones that set the standard for the rest of the year. So players, I guess, will be on the lookout for it as long as they're consistent, James. As long as yeah, they're that's consistent, right. that's right. I think that's that's all the, the the teams and the supporters can ask and is for consistency. So as I said you. You don't want to see injuries, but you also don't want to see guys miss large chunks of the season for, for pure accidents. Agreed. Round five games, there were some cracking games of football in here, including an amazing 64-point point game up at Mudgee, but we'll come back to that. Very proud of this performance. The Roosters 28 over the Eels 20, that game at Allianz, the Sydney Football Stadium. This is one. Jimmy was talking about blowouts earlier on. There haven't been many, but this was utterly ridiculous. Penrith 53, the Raiders 12. <laughs> In Canberra. So Penrith not only get avoid Canberra in minus five degrees in July, they get their trip to Canberra done and they get a 41 plus on their for and against remarkable performance. Melbourne back to something like their best form, a very good win, 18-10 over South at Stadium Australia. 
up at magnificent Glenwillow Oval in beautiful Mudgee, the Newcastle Knights and the Manly Seagulls, 32 all. The Dragons have certainly blown the Dolphins' bubble. Everybody was talking about the Dolphins having little depth. That's what's being exposed at the moment. The Dragons, 38. The Dolphins, 12. The Broncos, 46 over the West Tigers, 12. And do you know what? I reckon a lot of people would have tipped Brisbane, 13-plus. In an extraordinary comeback, the Warriors, 32, defeated the Sharks, 30, at a rain-sodden Endeavour field in Cronulla. And then the very late game, the Bulldogs and the Cowboys, it was still Poe going down with rain at Sydney Olympic Park. At Stadium Australia, and the dogs somehow, somehow conspired to win 15 14 in a thriller at Stadium Australia. James, let's go back. Um, where would you like to start? I certainly think that the Roosters are playing top eight football at the moment. They've been pretty consistent of late. They haven't been too bad at all. Yeah, I like afternoon shift last week, so I didn't get to watch um, as much as I would have liked. But I mean, obviously, that game being the Thursday night, but yeah, they're, they're doing what they have to do. Parramatta obviously have had that. That first five rounds, it was a nightmare start for them. And obviously, if they didn't get the win against Penrith last week, um, or the week before, sorry, it would have um, would have been down to the bottom with Canberra. But, um, yeah, the Roosters are doing what they have to do. They're doing well. Um, Tedesco went down, I think, pretty early in that game too. So Yes. Um, Swalihi um, went to fullback and, and performed pretty well. It was an interesting decision, obviously, the decision they had to make this week with who goes to fullback um, for the week. But, um, yeah, the Roosters did well. Um Got off the mark. Hutchinson seems to be a bit of an everywhere man. Um, doing the job, he's, he's starting in the centres and doing pretty well. He's a bit of a utility. He was described through the work as, as the new the new Orbison. So correct to play a bit of everyone was pretty reliable, and he seems to be making a name for himself as he pops up wherever they need him and does well. Kiri and and Sam Walker's combination gets better and better. Um, that was always potential, and and Jackson Paolo um, scored another try. He's he's, he's try scoring. Crossbow and record at the moment has been um, the last, the first five weeks have been fantastic. He's up near the top of the Crossbow list too. So Parramatta will be lucky to get a bit of relief um, going into the Tigers this week, and and the Roosters just march on and, and get another win. And they sit they sit at the top. They sit equal second with the Warriors. So um, and and rightly deserved. Um, would Joey Manu make the Australian seventeen? Oh, you've got to find a spot for him. He's a freak. You've got obviously Turbo and Turbo and Latrell in the centres, but geez, you'd have to find a spot somewhere. Uh, I, I think I think he gets in the Australian. I genuinely think he gets in the Australian seven eight. You'd there's almost a, throw, a, throw him in the wing, throw him in one of the wings if you needed to, or throw Turbo in one of the wings. But Turbo and Latrell obviously work pretty well together. Manu off, off a wing and and bringing the ball back um, for kick returns as well would be would be pretty good. Or or play him off the bench, yeah, but he'd certainly be he'd be close. He's in the top, very top of the game, uh, very top of the um, the players list of the whole game. Agreed. Penrith over the Raiders. I reckon the fact that Ricky Stewart doesn't live in Sydney um, may be deflecting. You've got to start asking questions. The Raiders have been poor. Jack Whiten's now shopping around because he's got his last contract coming. Jack Whiten's 30. But that is an absolute belting by Penrith in round five. There's no other way to describe it. I think it was seven tries to none in the second half, Jim. Quite a remarkable performance by a team that's actually been a bit inconsistent this year in Penrith. It was 13-6, I think, at half time. So 40 points to six in the second half. And just looking at, just having a quick flick through the scorecard, uh, 43rd, 49th, 52nd, 60th, and then three tries in the last 10 minutes, 71, 74, 79. So... Um, 
yeah, it was they, the white flag obviously went up again. It was a game I couldn't get to watch much, but um, the team leader at work was certainly following very closely in his earpiece. He's a mad Canberra fan, so he, um, I think he stopped listening with about 20 minutes to go when Hosking went over. So um, they're very, very poor sitting. I think they last. Now, Canberra second last, sorry, only the Tigers keeping them off the bottom. So, um, yeah, where they go from there. A little bit of karma for Ricky Stewart with Jamin Savings scoring the final try as well. So, um, yeah, that just rubs salt into the wound. But, yeah, long way. It's a long way back for Canberra now. It is. The Melbourne storm back to something like their best against the Rabbits. I, I didn't pick them. I thought the Rabbits would win. Um, and that's a very good performance at Stadium Australia. Craig Bellamy, I, I was listening to him in the press this afternoon, Jimmy, said he was extremely happy with their defensive performance and their resolve. And that's an excellent win. They're the sort of wins that get Melbourne into the top six and top four, James. Yeah, they seem to have the wood over the bunnies at the moment. So, um, yeah, they're yeah, pretty strong win. I think a lot of people pick South in that, especially given it was in Sydney. Um, but, yeah, no, full credit to them. Um, pretty good effort, 18-10. Good defensive efforts, as you said, and... Um, yeah, they, they march on as well. They're they're up up to um up in the eight now, six spot now. So just making a little bit of a move. Massive game for Melbourne tomorrow night. Now, Jimmy, Manly will be very pleased <laughs> to put it on thirty two points, but goodness me, there's gotta be some questions about their defense. They've let a Newcastle night side who in my mind won't make the eight score thirty two. Thrilling game, but really Manly shouldn't be doing this against Newcastle. It was um it was fortunately or unfortunately um, tied up at, fo- at local footy when the game was on, and I got to watch Golden Point. But um, yeah, when Dom Young scored his third try, it was I think Manly with three tries down. It was fourteen points down. They st- they've had to score three tries to just to get back in front, and then Dom Young scores his fourth try after Best gets a, a dubious one knocked back. So um, yeah, it was not great. Um, they're scoring. They're, they're scoring plenty of points, but defensively they've been. Um, yeah, they haven't been fantastic, and and they've got Penrith this weekend. So, and then followed by the Storm. So they need to um, Seabold and Flanning will have to have to have to do something about that to sharpen up the defence. As we said, the um, the attack's okay. It'd be nice to get Tola Cooler back. We don't think Jason Sales back from back from injury this week, but they're thirty two against the Knights. Um, you're probably an element of luck there in the end after after trailing by about fourteen. So. We'll and when, when you hear the name Chaboyevich and Hamstring, I'm sure you <laughs> shudder. Luckily for Manly, it was uh, the youngest of the three, Ben Chaboyevich. Let's just hope he's okay. The Dragons belted the Dolphins and probably saved Anthony Griffin's bacon for another week. I don't think I have ever heard, Jimmy, ever a coach get more knives in the press so early than Anthony Griffin. He just, he must polarise people. I know he ran a foul of Gus, but... He, they're already carving him up. Yeah, they, the, the media press. want to do it. Media want to do that. They, they do it, the Muppets on three hundred and sixty. They do a similar thing to the Tigers, although the Tigers are pretty poor. But they they're, already, um, they're already out to um, out to get um, Tim Shane's five rounds into his return. But yeah, Griffin just hangs on, and he, the Dolphins have got some injuries now as well. So that's as we said, their depth's going to get tested, and and that's where the losses will start coming. The Dragons have beat the Dolphins, have beat the Titans, they've got the Titans again this week, so. Probably a saving grace that they've had three pretty cruisy games in the first in the first six. But um yeah, you know, from all reports, he's a nice guy and whatever else, but very old school. So um the current generation don't sort of take criticism like the old generation did. So 
yep. that's probably got a little bit to do with it, I think. And um, yeah, for his sake, I guess be nice to see a few more wins. Although, for my sake, I'm not a massive St George fan, so it's always good to see him lose. Brisbane did the business over the West Tigers. They're playing very good football, as Jimmy alluded to earlier. Jimmy, the Warriors, it would appear, got a decent spine at the moment. And I don't mean down the middle. I mean, actually, there's 17 blokes there that'll stand up and refuse to be beaten. The Sharkies led them 26 to 6 in the rain at Endeavour Field. And a last gas penalty from Sean Johnson. And they've won an extraordinary game of football, 32-30. And um, they're going along all right, the Warriors. They've beaten the Sharks and the Warrior, the, the Cowboys away. Well, it was 18-0 after 15 minutes as well. It wasn't just yeah. the... Um, That's right. It wasn't, it wasn't just the um, the 26-6. It's just, yeah, the old Warriors. Sean Johnson's form um, has been awesome to start the year, the first five weeks. I know from a Supercoach point of view, he's, he's absolutely dominant there as well, but he's, he's showing form that he, he hasn't showed for a lot of years. And, and going back to Cronulla where where it probably didn't end as well as he, he, he's got some mates there and whatnot, but probably wasn't as successful as he would have wanted it to be when he was there, but um, good to see him get to go home and, and yeah, the Warriors sitting second. Uh, we would have thought that would have been the case five weeks ago, but good on them. And um, yeah, hopefully I think that's sort of everyone's, no one really dislikes the Warriors. Everyone's pretty happy when they win. And, and yeah, the Cronulla will be kicking themselves for, um, for, for blowing that game. That's, that's two points lost. Absolutely. And the Bulldogs somehow conspire to win a scrappy game against the Cowboys 15-14. There's another side, Jim, that have got a bit more steel and a bit more get up and go about them. I do think that Reed Marnie is a very astute buy for Canterbury. He might be the best buy of the lot of them. And he's a smart footballer, just had her car scores late. And then they right at the end of extra extras of Golden Point, they kick over the top kick a field goal and win it with five seconds left. Unbelievable. Yeah, it was a freakish um, 30 metres with an angle um, from Burton. He's obviously got a big boot. It could have been probably 50 metres at an angle. But, yeah, it was, like you said, the two tries in the last 14 minutes to to draw the match and then um, then Burton steps up. So, um, yeah, good effort. North Cowboys, again, will be probably kicking themselves. They probably, when Chester went over and they're ahead, they probably should win the game from there. But, um, yeah, good on the Bulldogs. It's certainly... Improved, as we said they would, they'll improve. They're still another year away, I think, for probably competing against those top four sides consistently. But, but yeah, pretty good effort. And they sit in an okay spot as well, the dogs. They sit just on the edge of the eight. So, um, yeah, half their luck. How was Radley on social media with you after a 32 all draw? Was he cock a hoop <laughs> or was he, was he uh, India? I was. No, I haven't spoken to him about the footy yet, actually. He's, um, I've got him doing babysitting duties for the dog in a couple of weeks. So, I've got to be nice to him at the moment. Okay. Um, but yeah, he's, um, yeah, he hasn't hasn't said too much. I think he said there was a few little comments that they may have been robbed, but um, that was for the Bradman best try anyway. So they scored just after it, so he can't complain too much, I guess. Okay, fair enough. On to round six, and there are some big games. There's also some some games that are a bit lopsided here potentially, but there are some great games. The first of which tomorrow night is a cracker. Melbourne and the Roosters, 6v3. That's at Amy Park in Melbourne, the Melbourne Rectangular Stadium. A magnificent place to watch sport. It is breathtaking. On Friday, the Good Friday game, Canterbury and South. That game's at Stadium Australia. It's always played there. There's always the two games played at Stadium Australia to coincide with the Royal Sydney show. Now, on Friday night at 8 is the Cowboys hosting the Dolphins. That game's up at Queensland Countryback Stadium in Townsville. 
Then on Saturday, the Twilight game, well, it's actually now in the dark with Daylight Saving finishing. It's Penrith v Manly, 5v4. That game's at Bluebet Stadium at Penrith Park. Saturday night game is Brisbane and Canberra, 1v16. If I never, You never would have guessed that. That game's at Lang Park. Then on Sunday, the Channel 9 game is the Titans and the Dragons, 9v10 at Seabuzz Super Stadium there at Rabina. The Sunday night game at the Newcastle International Sports Centre or McDonald Jones Stadium, Newcastle against the Warriors, a massive test for the Knights. And then the Monday afternoon game, Wests and the Tigers always play this game. And, of course, it's Geelong and Hawthorne and the other code. They always play on the long weekend Monday at Easter. 17 versus 18 in that code as well, though, Redis, um, which is unheard of with the, uh, the defending premiers being one of the teams. Unheard of, and Geelong are in quite a bit of trouble, my friend. They, they are looking old and slow. Melbourne and the Roosters, let's go through your tips, Jim. Uh, I reckon I know who you'll tip here. Um, I'm genuinely tipping the Roosters. I think that Melbourne are still getting better. Um, the fact that Tedesco is not there is compensated for the fact that Joe Mann is going back there and he's, and he's an international class player. I think the Roosters will win by about six points. I think it'll be a cracking game of football in front of what should be a huge crowd at Amy Park. Um, yeah, I've gone with Melbourne in a very narrow one. Um, yeah. as, as I said, they're, they're pretty well covered with Manu going back. Tedesco still be a bit of a loss with his direction and whatnot, but Jerome Hughes is back to the storm as well. So I think that that can destroy Hughes. And um, I don't know how many times they've actually had Hughes, Grant and Munster play i'm not sure this year i think there's always been one of them out i think so munster had a couple of weeks with his with his elbow as well so his finger whatever it was so having those three back together i think this just swings at the storm's way storm were good last week so um when i say hughes is back jonah peasants filled in fantastically as well he's um certainly a player of the future but but yeah, i think the storm just by a couple of points Canterbury and south are playing co-tenants at stadium australia canterbury with a whole stack of injuries it's 8v13 uh, as much as I'd, I think the Bulldogs are playing good football, they've certainly got some very good players. Uh, Matt Burton certainly playing state of origin level football. But they've lost Pele, Ockenbo and Fitella Mariner. Alex Johnson out for the Souths. Uh, I don't like doing it because I don't like them much, but the pure tipping tells me that the Rabbits will win this 1-12. to uh, Yeah, yeah the, the 11 of their top 35 or something, I think, with the forwards, something like that, with the Bulldogs unavailable and um, yeah, South, I think South lost last week but to a very, very good storm and said the dogs got away with a win, but they're just, yeah, the, the forward pack's just been a little bit, um, a little bit undermanned and, and South will be pretty, pretty upset with the loss last week. So it's a game they want to go in and win and it's, it's generally a pretty good game, the Good Friday game. So, um, and not a bad time, four o'clock gives you a bit of, bit of a gap between that and the second game. So I'll go with South, South by about 10 points, I think, Redders. I oh, totally agree. I, I think that their forwards will be a bit too dominant. Uh, the Bulldogs will be game, but I think they'll be on the back foot a lot. That's very hard. Flanagan's not a good enough halfback yet to be able to play consistently at the back foot. There's only a few that can. Cherry Evans and Cleary amongst them, and Reynolds, but particularly Ch- Cherry Evans and, and Cleary, who are obviously state-of-origin level players, can play on the back foot. Flanagan can't. Cowboys and Dolphins up there at Queensland Country Bank. Uh, Dolphins have been terrific early on, but the Cowboys will win. Too many injuries for the Dolphins and Kofusi being suspended. Yeah, uh, yeah, the Cowboys, I think, will bounce back from a loss last week. It's all the lower-ranked sides currently. It seemed to be the better sides at the moment, 14 v 7 and then same again before. But 
yeah, um, Cody Nicarima comes back in for, for O'Sullivan. O'Sullivan will probably miss a fair bit um, with his peck and said Felice Cafuzzi's out. Um, Drinkwater comes back for the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys will win by probably, I think it'll be a decent much score, 14, 16, 18 points. Um, six, 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 16 for me. Agreed. 16 for me. I think they're too good. Penrith and Manly. What a game this is. What a test for Manly out there at the foot of the mountains. A nice day scheduled for Saturday. The cold weather comes in on Sunday. Penrith and Manly, um, 5.30pm at Penrith Park. Penrith 5th, Manly 4th. It's very hard to pick against Penrith. It really is. And I'm not going to. Penrith by about 8 to 10 for mine. I think Manly will be pretty good. I think they'll be angry with the defensive efforts. I reckon that Penrith will only be allowed to score like 20 or 22, but I reckon they're good enough to keep them. So Penrith for me. Yeah, it's a tough one, Redders. Fisher-Harris been out. It's probably handy for Manly, but um, yeah, just Jason Saab comes back into the wing for... Um, for I'm not sure who's out. Who's the other winger that's out? Uh, Tupelotta, sorry, is the one that misses out there. That's right. Cool, is still out, but yeah, it's, it's a tough, tough ask. Josh Rooster's back as well. Um, takes over from Cooper Johnson, 5'8", but he obviously does really, really well with the ball in his hands. But he's like he did. He does miss. He does miss some one-on-one tackles. And if he if he tries that one-on-one stuff with uh, with the way Hosking and Yo and and Sorensen are going, they'll, they'll turn him around as well. So hopefully he's um, worked a bit on his defence and his time out. But it's a, it's a tough one. I, I hope Manly can win. But I notice Aaron Woods just sneaks into jersey twenty-two for Manly. So um, you speak about. The long been old and slow. Aaron Woods is there, so if, if they need an injection of of slow pace, they can probably throw him in. But he'd be good experience, I think, for the um for the young guys in the reserve grade side. And I think he'll cover Jake for Origin. I think there's all all Woods he'll do. But yeah, I think Penrith will be hard to beat. Very very hard to beat. I'm sorry, but I can't see Brisbane losing to Canberra. Canberra's got some good players, Tarpany and Whiten amongst them. But um, and of course, Whiten's in a bit of strife at the moment. But Brisbane will win and win comfortably at Lang Park for me. Yeah, it's, that's yeah, that's an easy win, I think, for um for Brisbane. Jared Croker gets a game. He's seven away, I think, from three hundred. So if they can stay on the bottom of the ladder, hopefully, um, and from what I've heard, he's he's not going to contract next year, or they're looking to cut it short. So hopefully, they give him his seven games if they can't make finals, and he can get his three hundred games up and and hopefully retire. But um, yeah, Brisbane, I think Reese Walsh has been unbelievable um at fullback there, and they've just got speed. Cobo and Farmworth and Staggs and Arthurs as well and Ezra Mam at five eight. Ed Reynolds is, is arguably the best player in the comp at the moment. So Payne Haas, speaking of the best players in the comp, Payne Haas is just oh, a freak. He gets, he gets better with Ramadan. His his stats actually go up in the middle of Ramadan. Obviously he's got a night game, but it's got to affect his preparation, but yet he gets better. Um I think he's one of the first places players chosen for New South Wales. It's as simple as that. He is the dominant forward in the competition at the moment. Uh, the the opportunity of having Haas and guys like Polo and Trebojevic in that New South Wales pack for mine. And remember, New South Wales has, has got to has got to actually get back in the winning form because Queensland won last year. Haas is one of the first bikes picked. He's been dominant. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's just he's great to watch. And um, yeah, Woodbury and Valentine boy um, through junior footy. So. Yeah, he's, he, as I said, he's, he's just dominant at the moment and it takes five blokes to tackle him. <laughs> and uh, yet another val- player off the Valentine Academy. Gee, they've produced some good footballers over the years, haven't they, Jim? I know you've spoken about that before, but they really have produced some outstanding players over the years. Yeah, or well, we'd spoke before. Jonah Peasant's another one of them that, that's been filling in halfback for the Storm there. So, um, yeah, they just keep coming through and that's just to look back as a junior and all the, all the big names on the wall and obviously that wall 
the um the photos on the wall have obviously gotten more and more since I've left twenty years ago. But yeah, it's 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 a who's who of um of NRL state and Australian players on that wall. Absolutely. The Titans and the Dragons. Um, I'm picking the Titans only because it's in Rabina. The other reason is I'm the Dragons are ordinary and I just don't think they can put it together two weeks in a row. I think the Titans will get home. It probably goes against what I said earlier in the I sort of said they've got an easier draw over the Titans twice in the first lot. But I've, yeah, I think given they're up there, I, I might lean towards the Titans in that. Um, Jaden Campbell to fullback for Brimson's a big loss, but um, but Jaden Campbell goes there and, and Kieran Foran's out as well. But um, yeah, good to see Chad Randall, Chad, uh, Chris Randall, sorry, um, playing a hooker there. Another lakes, another one from the lakes factory as well. So he um, he gets a run, but Titans in a tight one. Given that they're on the Gold Coast, I think we'll go with them. Couldn't agree more. Moving on down to the Knights and the Warriors. It's the Sunday night game. It should be a good crowd there on the holiday Sunday in Newcastle. Um, weather turns cold on Sunday too. It's only going to be 20 degrees maximum. Um, I'm sorry, I can't pick the Knights. Although they've been okay in the last couple of weeks, they were they were definitely um, strong against Manly. But I think that their defence is still a problem. And I think the Warriors will find a way. I think the Warriors will win 1-12. to 12. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably lean towards the Warriors, given that their form has been fantastic. They're sitting second and playing away from home, as we said last week, with the, with the Sharks game, doesn't doesn't hold any fear at the moment. So the Knights will be a bit, the Knights will have a bit of confidence up, scoring 30-odd. And I know they can see the 30, but they do that most weeks. But but to score 30-odd against, against Manly is a, a positive for them. Lockie Miller's getting better and better every week. Um Fenny's costing at six, taking over from Gamble's probably the um is a bit of an issue for him. But um yeah, the Warriors. I think the Warriors win that by by we'll go six or eight points. And the final game God only knows what's gonna happen here. The West Tigers and Parramatta, seventeen v fifteen. Parramatta by plenty for me. I think the Tigers are an absolute basket case. I know that Dewey's playing at six, but man, they've got a lot. They're gonna get a lot worse before they get better. So for me. Um, Charlie Stane's playing at fullback, which I think is a good move. I think he's a very, very dangerous player. But, man, the, the, the Eels are going to get stuck in here. They've, they've got it. They've got no choice. Well, I think para comfortably. But if we think back to last year and the same game, it was the Tigers were deplorable. They were 0-5 and, and they end up winning. <laughs> um, so if there's ever a game they can get back into form, it, it's it's the Easter Monday game. So um, surely it can't happen two years in a row. But I think, yeah, I think Parramatta win comfortably. But... I wouldn't be too disappointed if Parramatta got beat, put it that way. Yeah, as a Manly fan, gee, there's a surprise. Jim, have you got anything else for us before we bid, bid our loyal listeners goodbye for this for this weekend? It's great to be back with you. I do apologise again for missing last year. It's been extremely hectic at work. Jim, anything else you wanted to discuss tonight? No, just there. Uh, Origin's getting closer and closer and closer. Up around five now, so it's sort of halfway to it already. So be interesting to see the players start to put their hand up and obviously the New South Wales guys are keen to... Keen to get one back on Queensland after they've probably given away a series that they should never have lost last year. So, um, yeah, it's going to creep up and it generally does. So, um, yeah, it'd be good to see some some more close Golden Point style games. It'd be good. Indeed. Jimmy, thank you so much for your time. Look forward to catching up with you next week. Have a great weekend uh, with your family this weekend and look forward to talking to you next week, my friend. Thanks, Redders. Talk to you soon, mate. On behalf of Jimmy Newburn, this is David Redden. It has been great to talk rugby league with a great man. It's one of my the highlights of my week is just sitting there and picking Jimmy's brain about league. Take care, everybody. From Jimmy and David, it's bye for now. <laughs>